This Metatainment production is brought to you today by the Samurai Aquatics and Decor Metaventure. Scan that QR code or click that link in the description and dive yourself headfirst into the Samurai Aquatics Discord server to pleasure your peepers on our current and future range of outdoor decor. The Wine and She Show is a Metaverse and NFT discussion interview series brought to you by Metaverse Ventures Entertainment and host Ben68 and more cheats. Warning, the information and opinions within are solely the views of the individuals involved contains content not suitable for anyone. Hello and thanks for listening to or watching the Wine and Cheese in the Metaverse Show. I'm Ben68 here with my co-host More Cheese for episode number 97, recording on Friday the 11th of August for Cheese, which is Saturday the 12th for me. Today we talked about Upland and the Tokyo release, another Uplandish. Had Uplando on to talk about Uplandia, and he has a bunch of new stuff you definitely want to know about. Then we yes. went over some articles. Yes, so get yourself off your swamp donkey and get ready to dive into the latest and freshest, shittiest episode of... The Worst Show Ever. Wine and cheese. Time for wine and cheese. Wine and cheese. Time for wine and cheese. One is a wanker, one's like it's stumps, one's from Australia, one's from the Bronx. Talking about the metaverse and NFTs, interviewing all the real crypto Hello, it makes sense. Hello, and welcome to Wine and Cheese in the Metaverses show. I am here with my co-host with the most, Ben68. I am more cheese. This is episode 97, and we have a Blando here, and he's going to give us the dish. Now, this is recorded on Friday and released on Saturday, so I'm going through... Or Saturday, released on Sunday, depending on where you live. Don't be one of those upland people that ignore the rest of the world. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that. Oh, my God. We always get to that. All right. Over to you, Ben. (laughs) Yes, I planned to. Hey, hello. I think this might be your third official time. Oh. Third or fourth? Fourth, maybe. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. I appreciate you guys having me. Yes, I give um I give Maya the heads up. I was like, look, we've got Uplando coming back in today, so it might be a long one. We tend to <laughs> we tend to go long. So we'll yeah, it's, go. it's good. I'm glad to be here. Thanks guys for having me. Uh, there's lots of fun things happening all in Upland uh, and other layer too. So it'll be a good discussion today. All right, should we just dive straight in? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I guess general format is what we'll touch on the overall Upland stuff and then we'll dive into Uplando and we can do shitty articles on the back of that. Sound fair? Sounds good. All right. So, of course, the big news, one of the big news this week is, of course, whatever the hell this sign is supposed to say, <laughs> somebody's tried to be way too clever and just made a absolute mess of whatever that is. Tokyo, it's supposed to say, but it's just freaking horrendous. Please don't do that. It's just crap. Tokyo is coming. Cheese is not ready. She's shaking her head despite me warning her. You got to get ready. Got to get ready. Got to get ready. Yeah, I know. I knew it was soon. I knew it was going to be soon. The funny thing was uh, in general chat, everybody was like two days ago, when, 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 when? 
oh, this is crazy. Just drop it already. And then they drop it and they're like, why did you drop I'm it? I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You gotta love it. Yeah. You gotta love it. It's definitely earlier than what I was expecting. I was expecting early to mid-September um, or late August. Um, late yeah, August. I don't know. Yeah. How about you, Lando? You ready? You ready to go? I yes, I I have been forgoing a lot of different activities in Upland to save up for Tokyo. And and that was from the onset when they announced it at Genesis Week uh this past June, I think is when that was. But yeah, I I you know how Upix just all of a sudden leaves your wallet, you know, you're just like, oh, I you know, <laughs> I need that, I need this. Uh and then and then you you start to really uh, be frugal with what you have. So, to answer your question, yeah, I'm. I am certainly ready. I mean, you yes. have enough freaking sense, don't you? <laughs> I do, and, and to to uh, I the goal there is is personal. And now you could buy sense to get your way up to click the odometer over from nine 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 to a thousand. I want to see if that's it. I don't want to buy my sense. I enter tours and. Uh, scavenger hunts that would otherwise afford you 15 to 20 cents for every 2,000, 5,000 upics you spend when you register. And that has been the way that I have collected them. Now, I was at 333. Uh, I did go down a couple to play the lands battle that came out because you had to travel to the, the meta venture, but uh, the property. So yeah, I'm down a few. All right, so let's have a look, see what we've got here. So Tokyo City release on Thursday, August the 17th at 9 a.m. PT, which equals Friday 2 a.m. Australian time and Friday 1 a.m. Japan time. Like, what the actual hell? Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's brutal. That's pretty brutal. And the general consensus in, from what I could see, X1 kind of got into the mix of people <clears throat> raised this topic when I was having a look last night and the basic deal was, well, we're not actually marketing to the Japanese market just yet. This is still basically just to the existing player base, which seems very strange. I guess the existing community is going to get it established and then maybe further on down the road, once these other partnerships or whatever come through, then they'll open up different areas. But I don't know. Yeah. I Let's take a look from, you know, I always liken a lot of this to if you could step behind the scenes for a week in Upland and and be one of the staff members from top down and you get to see all the the moving parts, the partnerships that they have and how they're unveiling this and what they're doing, it could be a discussion that they have to say, hey, we're going to open up Tokyo in this limited area and see how player reaction is. And then they stage the rest of the opening based upon the partnerships and what they're, what they may be offering. So we don't know, but yes, one from the outside would say, plaster this up on every, you know, subway, every transport, everywhere you can put it on a big giant, you know, one of the signs in Tokyo to be cool because I would love to see that. It would be amazing to see somebody, have that like you would in a Times Square, an iconic area of that to see Upland because it would really play favor to not only where you're opening, but it would look cool. It would be very, you know, Blade Runner, I feel. Yeah, but with with that release time, it would just be a complete waste of money. You know, <laughs> the, the amount of people in Japan that are going to get up on a work day at 1 a.m. to play around with this would be minimal at best. So, yeah, hopefully that's for future expansions. 
That's we shall see. Yeah, we shall see. I don't know if Tokyo sleeps, but yes. Yes, um, they do on the subway when they miss the last train. <laughs> Drunk as fuck. <laughs> Been there, done that. All right, yes. So terminal sales coming up. Um, I believe they're one thousand something dollars in the USD. So I'll, I guess I'll register, but that's a lot of money to drop. Yeah, I don't know uh, if I'll be getting a terminal. <laughs> no, that's that's a whole different ball game. That one. So vanilla releasing vanilla only twenty thousand properties in thirty neighborhoods. It's going to go quick, um, in my opinion. This is going to yes. be like a blink of the eye. Well, I don't know, Cece. We thought the same for London. Obviously, I guess you could debate that Tokyo is a bigger carrot than London, but, but London's 20... still vastly unminted. How much did they release for London? 75? Or was that for Germany? Properties? Yeah. I have 30,000 in my head for some reason. That could be completely wrong, but, yeah, I'm not sure. It was just because of this, you know, the the sticker shock. So yeah, I have to wait and see. I think it's going to be to that and more in Tokyo. Um, Twenty thousand properties, but if you know, tons and tons of them are in that 500,000 500, upex plus range, they're not going to go super fast. I th so, think um, it was interesting, Ben. I apologize to interrupt. Yep. Is right. that the number of properties that spans the number of neighborhoods? That's 30 neighborhoods, 20,000 properties, you just do some simple math there. That's not a lot in every neighborhood. So you may be having a lot of block explorer sending and trying to scoop up very minimal properties in an area. I think this is going to be fast. I think FOMO is going to play a big part in this. I don't think it will all sell out within four hours or maybe even a day, but boy, oh boy, is this going to get chewed up. Yeah, nobody will yeah. sell out like the Bronx. No, that was to the extreme, wasn't it? That was so... Uh... Yes. Now, I don't know why they've put this here. It makes me wonder what their actual plans are because they've put here, for this initial release of Tokyo, we'll focus on releasing properties of one of Tokyo's 23 special wards, Shibuya City. Well, they've contradicted themselves. The city is Tokyo. Shibuya is a ward. Shibuya is a ward of Tokyo. So why are they referring to... Should be as a city. I no idea here. Um, what they're calling neighborhoods is actually what they call districts. Now, now Japan has a very, I don't know if it's an Asia-wide thing, but they have a very you know unique. Well, it's it's not a Western address scheme. Basically, um, the first place I lived in Japan, my address was like a full paragraph long. It was a bloody nightmare to do anything with. So, why are they calling should be a city? A city? I don't know. Maybe that's going to be because, you know, within the um, the navigation system of Upland, maybe they're going to look at, you know, if they release another ward of Tokyo, maybe within the mechanics of the game, maybe that's going to act like a different city. I don't know. It's a very strange one, this. You got any feed on that? Why, why they're breaking it down like that? I mean, I don't know about you, Angela, but I, I just think it's to keep with the consistency of the naming of things. If you go and yeah. you start a new naming system, I think it may be that just, you know, simple yeah, it's a, from that. There's, there's something kooky about the way they set it up. I, I can't imagine they've deliberately translated this wrong. Oh, oh, sorry. I mean, I can't imagine that they didn't deliberately translate that wrong. It has to be by choice. Yeah, Shibuya is not a city. It's a ward of Tokyo City, so... Yes, please refer to the map below for the launch neighborhoods. Yeah, there's it's you're talking about some very prime real estate in some of these areas. 
Um, interesting to know that that one in the middle ha is not going to be released. Is this going to be the Omniforce neighbourhood? Remember in that oh. article it said that they're going to have their own unique place available? So I wonder if that's going to be it. Or What are you looking knows? for, man? Um, here? Well, I've, when release comes, I'll have probably 4.2 million. I'm Realistically, I'm only looking to spend maybe a million and a half for the actual city release. But where? All I want to get... <laughs> uh, doesn't doesn't matter. I don't care. All I want it's it's about the the property size. I want a showroom size property and two other properties for the generic collection, and then other than that, I don't really care. I'll hold the vast majority of my budget for um, post collection reveal if there's any unminted after collection reveal. Plus, don't forget we've got protoms, totems, bloody stock cars. Who knows what else around the corner? So I'm not looking to go into this and just go absolutely ballistic. So that's cool. So you're not looking for a collection. You're looking to set up a shot, like set up a, a, a set up an area for Samurai Aquatics. Oh, I you like got to have Samurai Aquatics. <clears throat> okay. Like that. that just yeah. has to happen. Yeah. So all I'm looking for is one decent sized property. You know, I'll, I'll spend upwards of, you know, 1.5 million if I have to for a decent sized property. And then, like I said, two whatever properties for just the generic. That's pretty much my only goal. I'm not going to go crazy. I'm not going to go FOMO. I got that out of my system several cities ago. So we'll see. Yeah, can I can I make a point on that? And cheese, I know you're getting ready to say something. So before you forget it, say it. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say that's a really good way to do it. Like if people want to go without stress, um, just to look for a business location, this may be another option that people can go through to like to enjoy a city opening without the stress. Go ahead, Uplando. Yeah, I <laughs> love, you. so this is a, <laughs> hey, back to you, Uplando. Uh, so there is a great lesson to be learned here from somebody who's legacy in the game. The game style and the gameplay, it changes. And so wherein as Ben has just expressed past openings going just ham on everything, now it's more likened to, really kind of focusing in on your gameplay, knowing what you're going for. It's not so much collections. You have a plan and that is grab big properties for utilization of what your plans are going forward. I like that. I like it. So it's not all about just trying to nail collections. Although the return is nice when you get boosted earnings, it's about at least having a footprint in the city. I like it. Yeah. yeah. The, the mindset that's flipped for me is I'm not chasing collection speculation. I'm done with that that game so it's what i did in london it'll be the exact same play where after the collection reveal if there's still decent collections left unminted then i'll go and very selectively pick up whatever it is to you know i'm, I'm still in a process where i'm trying to boost my dividends because i have sold a shit ton of properties so i'm trying to keep a balance of my dividends but yeah i'm not collection speculation that that you can win big with that but you can also do your ass which i have done in the past so your ass. Here we go. So yeah, fifteen terminals available. One thousand five hundred thirty-six. That would max out the credit card. So yeah. What about tax implications of flippage? There's yeah. no trainees, just planes. Well, there has to be. There has to be a train terminal. Well, scroll down a bit. They had pictures. Here. Oh, it's just all planes. Yeah, it's Very all planes. Big. There's no train yet. I think there will be a different train system that comes into play. Yeah. They will go. be saving that, you know, Cheese? Yeah. Oh, all right. But that's where are they going to put the trains? Because Narita <clears throat> Airport, there's Narita and Haneda, I believe. 
they're nowhere close to Shibuya. So maybe like the second uh, Japan opening, Tokyo opening. Yeah, I don't know to because like it's so far. Like another... a lot of people get um, screwed up there. Like the the most obvious place to land in Tokyo is Narita, but it's miles away from Tokyo. It's like it's like a full on train trips away. So I don't know. Yeah, I want to go. Now they're going to be like the next the next expansion. I mm. want to do that. See what happens. Oh, that's a good shot. I might steal that one for the thumbnail. I like that one. I do like that. Yeah. All right. Collection reveal will be essentially the week after, is it? Thursday, August 24th. Yeah. So I'll be, I'll be, I don't know if I'll get up for that, but I'll definitely have my eyes out on that. And then, yeah, due to the address structure of Tokyo properties, they've added a different functionality to the search bar. Yeah. This is, remember, I said that um, when Tokyo was first announced, I said, geez, I don't know how they're going to do the address system because it's, just a completely ah, different thing. that's yeah that's really cool i like this yeah because the, and you know they said there's no street collections available well that makes sense because japan doesn't have streets i mean there are like you do have very famous areas where there are streets or highway names but if you're talking about um suburbs residential there's no such thing as streets how do you find each other well the, the way um <laughs> It's a kind of good system. So the way, it, way they break it down is you have the city, right? So that's Tokyo City. Yeah. And then you have your ward. That's Shibuya Ward. And then within Shibuya, you have your district. So that, that breaks down again. That's like a chome, I believe that's called. So you have your district in the area. And within that district, you have a block. And I think blocks could go or something like that. So within that block, then you have a number. So, you know. It, it just keeps narrowing it down. So you have the, the city, the ward, the district, the block, and then your address number. So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. And like I said, um, because of the way Japanese translate to English, um, you know, the address in the Japanese characters, the kanji, it might be only three or four characters long, but when you translate into English, it can be way longer. So, as I said, my first address in Japan was just an absolute nightmare, especially filling out um, bank applications and things like that. Japan, it's all paper-based still. And if you go over the box, you have to start again. If you make a mistake, you have to start again. There's no crossing out in Japan. I've made it just put a big red stamp on it. Do it again. Oh. Well, I feel oh, the, like this is pressure. Gonna, this is going to be a very educational opening, hmm. just like Brazil. Like, a lot of people had trouble... You know, with the names there, and now some of them are like second nature now, which is yeah. freaking awesome. And this is a great way to kind of bring everyone together and uh, make them closer. My two cents worth. Sorry. No, go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was it. Were you singing Big Red? Were yes. you singing? Yeah, okay. uh, look, here's the thing. I've this is the way my strategy has gone, and I would encourage anybody to have and you know try different strategies. We had the disembark strategy where you fly in and if it's in the part of the city, you know, that has been a strategy, but it doesn't look like it's going to be able to do it. You know, the strategy here, wherever my block explorer is, that's where I'm yep. going to hit first. Boom. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm going to grab, I'm going to grab a couple and be happy with that. And then I'm going to go for what I speculate on, but mostly it's where my block explorer is what I have planned for the city, like Ben's saying, big properties. And then if I get some time to spec, you know, collection speculate, great. If I find a cool named property, great. 
Uh, also, I want to be where my different, you know, friends are and the nodes that I'm at. I want to have some cool neighbors. So really that strategy, find a community, get in with them, make something of your gameplay. If you're going to flip, flip, but um, there's going to be some FSA areas. You can you can work with some FSA buyers, but mainly that's going to be my strategy going in. <clears throat> I'm pretty much the same. What's What are you going to do, Chase? What do you think? What's your oh. plans? Basically the same. I'll probably like follow you to see if I find something similar so I could bring more cheese, Pixel Palace, whenever this stuff gets uh, accepted. Um, but I, I do want to bring something up really quick. It is in regards to um, the statement that not new, no new people meant uh, new cities. Um, yeah, that was a weird one. Yeah, that was weird. I, I did find it weird. Um, I, I think with care, they will. I want to give a big shout out to uh, Barco because he he has been hanging out in the the Mavian Discord and they actually created Mavian Upland, right? Mm. And there are a few, like more than a few people in there that are interested in um, minting a new city release because of Barco. He he talks to yeah. them. He tells them about it. And he's like, wait for the new city release. This, this, and that. I feel like if that Uni place had, you know, a site that somebody like a, a, a another kind of Upland ambassador can go to, uh, maybe even Barco as well, go to and um, just kind of like, hey, this is coming here. Who needs help? Who wants to learn? Yada, yada anything to get yeah. new people in and Barco like it, 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 the way Mavian did it was they give like um a discounted property in their own little area and then they'll have like little special things in that area and I think they should do that for Uni and I think you know the people of Japan uh that that follow Uni should have the same experience that that it, it was so bizarre because the whole aspect of city releases since Fresno has been these new city releases are a prime opportunity for new players to get involved, you know, to get engaged in the community, whether it be an FSA agent or something like that. They're, they're, there's not going to be many FSA properties in Tokyo, but there are going to be there. People are going to run for nodes and this, that, and the other thing. And those kind of areas are going to be extremely valuable. Um, yeah. To come out and say that, I oh, I, I didn't really know how to take that, whether it was a face slapping moment, an eye clawing moment. I don't know. What was your take on that, Lando? Yeah, I when I was kind of live when it happened in there, and I to be uh, real direct about it. Yeah, I, it was it was kind of a it wasn't the statement that I would have put out. You know, I mean, I oh, wow. I think what would have been best is hey, work with. It, uh, I just, yeah, it was bizarre. I don't, there's no other way to go about it. I, I just don't think I would have approached it that way. Yeah. I've, I've worked with done tons of FSA agents before it's, you know, that's, that's how I met um like new players coming into the game. That's how I met Finsky, Nubex, a whole bunch of people. That's how you establish these relationships. Um, Crypto Jedi, I could name probably several dozen. Yeah. And like, look at, he has like a whole bunch of people just kind of following him in here like, mm. like, and and the last thing is like, wait for Tokyo. There's a chance on a moment of the release you can be floating over good props. Noted Barco, Oku, Tokyo. These are people from Mavian. Yeah, you know? it was really bizarre for, for, I, uh, for that statement. 
to play at devil's advocate, because you know I always do, um, it is incredibly difficult to <clears throat> in a new city. And I believe that is the angle he was getting at in regards to kind of taking a new player, explaining all of Upland, and then bringing them over to Tokyo, to Japan, to to Mint. Um, I get it. It is hard, but give the community a chance. You know, we could surprise you on how amazing we are in, in, in getting people, especially new people, you know, into the game. Yeah, well, that's a good point too, I suppose, um, because if you were coming in, but if, Stop. any F NFT project that's out there, if it's a decent NFT project, everything gets gobbled up, lickety split. So that that's one of the things I've kind of enjoyed about my new way to approach the releases is to just grab, like Uplander said, wherever my tail is, I'll just pick three decent properties on that. I'll mint those. And then I just scroll out and just watch just the, the sea of mints happen. It's just so <laughs> cool. You, you see somebody land in a spot. And it just, you know, spreads like a virus. Other people jump on that property and it just boom, 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 boom. I'm glad not to be partaking in that um, situation because I've been there and done that. But, yeah, if you if you are a new person, that could be a bit like, whoa, what the hell's going on here? But I don't know. I think the positives of a new player getting involved far outweigh any of the, you know, the learning curves or the downsides, especially if, like you've just showed there, if they're engaged with the community with the kind of, veteran player if you want to call them um but yeah if you are a new person looking to get involved um yeah get engaged in the community but just be aware that in these situations there are always scumbags out there that look to take advantage of people in these situations too yeah so. yeah barco's a good guy so you guys at mavian are are good but definitely yes. what ben said all right so yes pretty excited for that one as i said um it's something I have been working towards, like like Uplando said, ever since it was released at Genesis Week, I've been saving like an absolute fiend and flipping to save and not fomoing FOMOing into anything else. So I'm ready. Promotion. I fall mode. <laughs> yeah, you got a good spot though, so yeah, it's that's, really cool. That's for a purpose. It's not like you fomoed into some something Aww. ridiculous. Thanks, yeah. Ed. <laughs> True. All right, next up, we just had, as I woke up, I saw this. What is this about? Has any, have you had a chance to read this? Our plan no. welcomes Louisa Posey. Yeah, I, I I try not to discord at all until I'm finished with my day's work, and I know I have this thing, so I am fresh. You're fresh, all right. Who Calling all this? Brazilian music lovers. We're excited ah. to welcome the world-renowned music artist Louisa Posey to the Upland Metaverse. She's a Brazilian singer and songwriter, renowned for her captivating vocal prowess, diverse musical style, and entrepreneurial thinking. I like that. Um, she was involved in the women's soccer tournament. What? And blah, blah, blah. I, I guess she's a big name. I got no idea. She's already a pro player in Upland and owns properties in various cities. <gasps> That's Ooh, cool. Yeah, that Look is really cool. Yeah. I like it. I want to be a part of it. Where She's committed it? to creating the <laughs> Luz neighborhood. That's cool. Because we always say, and then one of the articles we might touch on later is like a celebrity looking to get involved in a different metaverse. And we're like, come to Upland, come to Upland. Well, here might be a classic example of just that in place. So it, players it will might, be able to acquire. Oh, I was just going to say, it might, be, say? it might be Luz. It might be pronounced Luz. Because Louisa... Yes, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. That was a, a I, I burger. About a dozen Brazilian girls, and I can never pronounce their names right. 
Sorry, go ahead. I just call him Good Morning. <laughs> you just call him Good Morning. <laughs> just call me up. Angel of the Morning. Good Morning, Angel. Yes. All right, sorry. So, yeah, <laughs> apparently they're going to be releasing a spotlight. Um, so players will be able to acquire a spotlight by pur purchasing a pass legit during the upcoming surprise Louisa Posse Pass sale. This <laughs> sale could drop in the Upland store at any... So this is exactly what I'm talking about. Don't blow your entire ward in Tokyo because, you know, there's oh, always something. Oh, that's so cool. Yes. A few lucky legit holders will win concert tickets, backstage VIP access, and an opportunity to meet the singer. What? That's amazing. Yeah, this is utility. This is value. This is nice. That's cool, but it'd probably be like every year I get the invitation. You are invited to the free chief executive dinner at Upland Genesis this week. I'm like, it'd be a very fucking expensive dinner. <laughs> that free dinner would probably cost me about fifteen grand. Yeah. Well, don't worry. I, I think that that uh, that dinner will be changed to something after uh, this past year's. That's not fair because I'm like working my way up to chief executive to enjoy <laughs> that dinner and just like. And yeah. And apparently for a lot of the things that our friend Dr. Tid raised as part of that have come to fruition. So This is true. This is true. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. But, yes, what, what are the details? Louisa Posse Pass sale details. Now, I know Banana was kind of a bit sad in Upland General this morning when I was looking through that it doesn't mark the price, so we don't know. Um, the first drop will have a total of 100 passes available for purchase. I like the avatar. That's so cool. Yeah, it looks it kind is pretty, of pretty close to her. If you yeah. see her there in the background, it's and here's the thing: what the, I don't understand. So, we, I mean, you're gonna know at some point what the prices of these things are, but just think about everything past from NFLPA to yep. FIFA to I mean, it's all gonna be relative, even to the Jackie Tsai, where they're you know just think it's gonna be what ten, fifteen thousand upics forward. So, Ooh, I think it's gonna be way more. Okay. At the, at the at, just at the entry level, I think it'll be oh, thirty to fifty. Okay, fair enough. I'd uh, like to be proven wrong, but um, well, yeah. it's a good guess. It's a good guess, but you've got to know that legacy of being in the game. I mean, you can't. It's you. It's going to be around there, you know. And they may be even still trying to dial that in, you know. You know what the I? The way hope. I read it. No, sorry, go chase. Uh, you know what I hope if you do get a certain pass that allows for you know, the concert tickets, backstage passes and whatnot, that you're able to sell it um, and that that utility makes it, you know, invaluable and you can, people can make money wherever you are, whether you're in Germany or, <clears throat> or, or mm. England or the U.S. or Brazil, you, you can, you can sell ownership of that if you're not able to go, because if not, then yeah, I be would be, to. yeah, I would be extremely yeah. disappointed. Yeah, the, the way I read this is this first sale, there's going to be 100 passes for sale, which we know how that system works with FIFA and whatnot. And then you're going to trade that pass in. You're going to exchange it for the spotlight. And then those spotlights could be one of, you know, one, two, three, four, six rarities. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be multiple price points. I think it's just going to be one price for those 100 that's a very limited supply, so yeah, very limited. I don't know. Uh, not putting the price out there, it has to be a deliberate ploy. Like, 
as I mentioned in the UDU podcast, um, Upland is a business. They have to keep the lights on. And one of the ways they do that is to get everybody to burn out their UPEX so they have to buy more UPEX. So if they don't put the price, people can't budget. So then they release Tokyo, you burn out all your budget, and then, oh, what, there, here comes this. And then you're going to have to put some more money in to get this. And, oh, here comes stock cars. Oh, here comes this. So, yeah. Keeping some liquidity is always the toughest thing to do. So, Agreed. But I like this. It's cool. The spotlight is cool. It'll be a very likened to the videos that you see, the little clips. And uh, we've seen that with other projects do MP4s as NFTs. So very cool. It will be great to see it when these spotlights are open as the block explorers are to if uh, to if, to Ethereum and uh, to get it over into OpenSea. I just saw something. What'd you say? I went to Upland to check in for my, you know, my Spark, my daily, my daily Spark login thing, and a Tokyo quest with Uplandian and you know Upland Kingdoms. As we get ready for the Tokyo, let me put this on share. You jump in the gun. We got that set up, ready to go. That's what Uplando is here to talk about, isn't it? I know, but this is we're doing the Upland stuff too, right? So I'm gonna can jump we... the gun, Ben. I'm gonna jump the gun, Ben. No, no. Gonna, can you put I'm a pause gonna... so we can finish the one we were doing? For a second. Now we do know this is a spotlight that's coming up with this lady, and it's supposed to be a a um what is it a video clip of her singing? Is it gonna is this gonna be the first spotlight that has audio? It's a uh, video music spotlight, or just said I just said um spotlight. Oh, now you're making me drop through there. Um, a unique. Uh, spotlight yeah the, i don't know how to say her name either uh it said exclusively viewable within upland hopefully it will have it does say traits of visual effects i don't know audio would be cool nice all right now we've got yes the next big news of course is the big one you could bring that up now cheese if you've got no, it available you could, you could go bring it up all right um, let me see. Make sure I click the right button. Here it is. Tokyo Quest with Uplandia and Upland Kingdoms. And here we go. As we get ready for the Tokyo City release, we would like to announce the Upland Kingdoms and Uplandia. Two of Upland's newest layer two games are both adding quests specific to Tokyo for players to compete in their games. Players who complete these quests will earn special block explorers that will help players perform better in each game. Players will have until Friday, August 18th at 9am PT to complete these quests to earn these special block explorers. So what do you got? You got about a week. Yeah, you got about a week to get in there and get them done, to qualify. All right. So what are the block explorers? I have no look at them myself. There's four uh, of each. Yeah, there's four of each. There's a sword for kingdoms and there is a mask for... Uplandia. There we go. Oh, that looked cool. Yeah, that's interesting. So we, uh, yeah, go ahead, Ben, because there's, and then I'll and I'll address this as we go. Well, I would assume you're primed to speak for Uplandia, so we'll just look at the Upland Kingdom section. So, um, what do we got here? Complete the following quest in Upland Kingdoms to earn one of the exclusive Samurai Sword Block Explorers. Build a new farm. Build a tattered book. Train one peasant to be a farmer. Buy three things from a resource market, assign a farmer to a farm. Um, I haven't played around with Upland Kingdoms at all. Is that 
Is that easy to do? It sounds relatively straightforward. In kingdoms, I don't actually know in kingdoms. I started early on and all my people died. Uh, I started with cheese in there and (laughs) my people died. Where do my people go? But in terms of kingdoms, I think, Angela, you can, existing players, you still have to do all the things is what I understood. I don't know. Have you gotten over there, Angela, and did the kingdoms? Uh, I don't want to be an asshole, but I got bored of it. Um, I did play it. I made Nick my vassal. Um, I sold a lot of stuff. I made over 200K. And then the market kind of got ridiculous. Like people were selling stuff for under an Upics. And I was just like, eh. So until they add some more stuff, I think I'm done. Yeah, I have not gotten over uh, and done it. I'm going to see what it takes. Like you said, Ben, there's a, you have to sign a farmer. But one of the things, God, I don't, I, one of the things is buy three things from the resource market. Is that in-game currency, Angela, or is that another currency? I don't know what the currencies are in Kingdoms. Um, they have a coin currency and an Upex currency. So <clears throat> basically what, for however many peasants or, army people or traders you have you earn a certain amount of coins with those coins you can purchase stuff and then when you get to a certain uh i guess level or whatever you can start buying and selling in you can start selling in upics right but in the beginning you're i mean i guess you could do it in upics whenever but if you want to actually make money and not just pay to win you know, you start off with the coins and then when when you get high enough and powerful enough, you could start selling in Upics. Ah, okay. Okay. So, and it appears that you have to do all of those quests in order to receive the Block Explorer and then the delivery of the Block Explorer will be just random. So you don't know yeah. which one you're going to get. Yeah, exactly. All right. What is and that? And if you have... Yeah, what? that's what I thought too. What is this? It's a sword oh. with cherry blossoms around it. That's the sword. That's right. Yeah. What's that, middle. Angela? That's a sword. Yes. That looks. I don't know. I don't like the way that looks. It's very chunky, but I guess they kind of had to do it like a samurai sword is typically very thin. If they made it thin, it uh, maybe it's the restrictions of the block explorer sizing or something. Yeah, it doesn't. Moving on, Uplandia. Take it away. Because, yeah, these ones look shit on. <laughs> I, I like these ones. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> um, yes. All right. So I'm going to give you guys some of the lowdown on, on how this worked and and what we had done with this, just to real quickly to brush by it uh, or to spotlight on it. So when we had first uh, went to Genesis Week and we took second in the innovation track and we started talking about what we could do with Upland if they would want to do something with us. And we started to collaborate on it. And then that's how it worked. You go back and forth and you start talking about it. And I want to be for people that are watching and they, they always say, Oh, just because you're in the know or that you have special treatment or something. Look, and Angela knows this, Ben, you know, this people who have done this, know this, it takes a lot of busting your butt to work to get things done. And it takes a lot of initiative. So that can be with any of these layer twos or working and partnerships with Upland and so forth and so on. So 
it's a lot of work. And that's kind of how we prepped and put this together in collaboration with, we saw this as an opportunity to introduce players into a layer two game that Noise to Meechin, uh created, Deb, and that I have come on board with to help with storyline, marketing, and other things. So we want players to get these block explorers. We don't want to set the bar so high that you're just grinding and grinding or you have to pay to earn one of these. You do not have any type of fee to get into Uplandia. It is a free-to-play game. You do not have to own properties in Upland. However, it is helpful. The idea is to acclimate people that their assets in Upland have value as utility in these Layer 2 games. That's what we've done. Fresh Meadows Queens properties are currently the ones that you can use. Next up is obviously the city opening, which will be Japan. So you can use any of your Japanese properties. But then Bronxdale for Cheese's Node over there in Bronx. That's the value that we're building on top of this. So we are building this fantasy RPG that you're going to be able to use these block explorers, that those become utility. That will be a piece of a set of armor that once you construct and build and craft all the pieces of armor, voila, now you've got extra boost. So that's what we've done here. And that's what the variants, if you want to scroll down, Ben, that's what those variants are. So that people like, oh, it's only plus two or plus one. Yeah, but there's an entire set of armor that you'll be able to earn with these. That's so cool. cool. So now in order to qualify that, you need to complete the initial minimum gameplay requirements. Is is that kind of almost like a training thing once you first land? You nailed it. So that's the other part of this. It's an ease you in, low barrier of entry. Hop over to the Discord. All you got to do is read the starting guide. If you don't want to do that, you can click around. But it's just a command that you're typing in to a channel that then pops open a direct message between you and the gameplay of Uplandia. You play in your own Discord direct message back and forth with the game. Now, later on, there is going to be more of the player versus player, area versus player. But this is not meant to create this overpowering, I have all the goodies, you have to be under me. You have your own solo gameplay, but then there is some cooperative and there is some protection in this. So in my opinion, it is more balanced and it is more of a cooperative community type of gameplay. It's not what village can we burn down next? Okay, so you complete the initial kind of... um whatever you call it. Uh, yeah, the the, you open up. You you go here, you click there, you talk to people, you do quests, and you open up the town of Fresh Meadows so you can have yep. all the things accessed. Yes. So you complete that, and then it says once you've done that, you're invited to enter the Uplandia portal to Tokyo. Is that is that an automated process, or do you have to tell somebody in the Discord, or how does that part work? Nope, it opens up automatically, and it gives oh, you a little right. message, and you have been sent. Uh, there is a messenger that comes to you uh, who is who is a little uh, situationally aware because they are in grave danger and they have been sent from your samurai master that you have known from the past who is in need of you traveler you adventure your aid to help as a a a terrible terrible uh uh plot has unfolded and you are the only one that can help Nice. And once you get there, there's four quests to complete. And once you've done that, you'll earn one of the four Samurai Mask variants. So again, that'll be randomly 
put out there. So yeah, this is um I, I had uh, Uplandia on my to do list for this weekend to finally get in and have a dig around. So perfect timing. Yeah, players are experiencing in terms of them actually getting into the game of Uplandia and going to Japan and completing it under under three hours, some in an hour only to do this. So we have continued to balance the gameplay. It, it looks at your level and adjusts from there. But there's so many little nuggets in the game. There's things that are dropped. There's all kinds of templates. There's all kinds of rewards. And that's that's to incentivize you to go back and take a look at deeper, not just not just to do to do the quest. And I, I will tell you, the Son of the Samurai, there is a little, it's a play on words in there. And as the story unfolds, that we worked really hard on, we've had players say this really captures sort of that time and that place and the culture and the honorability of it. We did the, we do the best that we could to offer up a really cool story. And that's another part of it. It is a story that will utilize the base where we're going with Uplandia, but players, creators like Amor Cheese, um, there are others that are also working in this that are partners. Those stories play a huge role in where you're about to go with this. So if we could do it all tomorrow, we would. <laughs> it takes time. Yeah, well, especially if you're talking about how all the, the bots that run are all, all automated and that with, with all of the storylines you've got going on, I can't imagine the work that's involved in the back end in setting that all up. Must be a lot of meetings and a lot of powwowing, discussing and brainstorming. It is. It is. And it is, it's fun to do that. Part of this is that collaborative spirit working on it. We have three people that are a part of Uplandia. We have a developer, we have creative, and then we have kind of my jack of all trades part. But it's great because we all have the common goal. We are working very hard. We have the Discord set up for suggestions and bugs and things we're fixing and balancing and trying to really create this fun gameplay that you don't have to do 60 hours. Like this isn't a triple A title that we spent multi-millions on. This is us trying to offer really a layer two that includes all of your upland assets, the legits, the block explorers, even the vehicles. I mean, everything you're going to be able to utilize inside of Uplandia. But this was the first time that we got people acclimated to a block explorer can now be used for a boost in stats. Okay. So you can imagine that there will be more and more and more. And even if you bring your block explorer in, there'll be something special that you don't even know about that you don't even know about that boosts your stats. Now, I know um, some of these layer two projects have been, I don't know if accused is the right word, but it's connotations of having like a favoritism or walled gardens or something like that, as far as getting involved with them. Um, I know you've, talked about this on the UDU podcast and that, but can you just reiterate as well? Like if somebody does have a node project or they're looking to get involved on a more than a gameplay basis, there are avenues for that to take place. Yeah. Yeah. And Angela is a perfect example of that. When we first opened this up, it was about having a partnership an early adopter partnership and people that were interested that, that said, Hey, I really like to do something. We started and crafted a form. All you have to do is direct message myself up Lando 
in the discord of Upland or in Uplandia and say, hey, I've got something that I'd like to do. It could be a street that you have built out. It could be a full node. It could be something even just that are a few properties around a lake or something that you would want to do. The thing about it is, is that you ultimately, that partner is the creator of the content. And that takes a lot. But when you have such creative people, like when one of the one of the great things about this is, is that you recognize a more cheese piece of art in the world of Uplandia. And that's going to shine. It the story that she's created and the lore about it is so much fun. It's fun to get in there and do. And then that's what we are offering up. So yes, please direct message me. There is a process. Some people look at the process and go, mm, wait, that's too much, you know. But for well, those it's perfect. Who it's, want- it's a very good filter between the talkers and the doers. Yeah, yeah. And you know where I learned that from? I learned that from you guys, from the yeah. UDU and learning it from where you do your part of that. Yes, it is that part of it. And and I got to tell you, uh, and I'll, I'll do this and I'll get maybe hung for it, but uh, because I haven't announced some of these, but players like Zoe and Shacklin and Angela Oh, hey, look at that. They're all females. But you know what? It doesn't matter because they busted their ass to help yeah. do this. The and, and others like yourself, Ben, and then other players who are just creating quests and that are doing things, they know how big of a bite they can take. And it's really, we are open to anyone, but you've got to reach out to us and you got to want to do it. And then there you go. We work with you. And you, you got to put the work in. You can even reach out to me. Like I've had a, a few people reach out to me and I got their information over to a Blando and he's reached out back to them. So, you know, however you feel more comfortable, uh, if you want to put the work in, just, you know, let us know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, yeah. we are so close to getting, we needed to do this so that we could show that the block explorers have utility, another asset besides properties. Now, when you move forward and another neighborhood, people are people are people are like, well, I can't afford Bronxdale. Here's the thing. We are putting a spotlight. Look, Fresh Meadows still has mintable properties, still has mintable properties over there that we opened up the first. The reason that we do this with work with nodes is because look at how much work they put into it. Look at a MTU, look at a Bronxdale, look at Monero, look at these other areas in LA and in Chicago uh tms uh tim over there is is doing a great job and uh so is musita all these players are bringing their area and they're building out their lore and the story that they want to tell that helps leverage all of what they've already built so it's not a you can't it's not a i you know from beginner it you just have to want to that's it and it's you don't have to own property in those neighborhoods to be involved in the storylines and stuff. Is that correct? No. It just that gives you an extra kind of that's like a cherry on the top almost. Yeah, it is. Again, our whole goal had been to tell a great story, involve as many people from the community as possible, and then give them the the, the control and the power to utilize the assets that they have in Upland, right? So property, yes, that's the base. That's the basic. If you're in Upland, you own at least a few properties. Uh, and then as you go on, maybe your outdoor decor, which is otherwise known as map assets. I mean, you never know. You may be able to have a surfer on your, and they and it does something, right? It gives you a little bit more of a boost. 
You may be able to have a structure ornament or uh, original cheese. Look, all of this is going to come together. Again, if we could just develop this all that's in our minds and just pop it into the game, we would. But we're incrementally rolling it out and we're, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and don't underestimate how much is involved. How, how many hours do you think you'd, if you had to spitball it, cheese, how many hours do you think you've put in so far? And how many more to go? Um, God. Every day of my free time <laughs> for like the last month and a half. Is that right, Ablando? Yeah. yeah, and I wanna I wanna put emphasis on that. You're going to see Angela's original artwork. Okay, that's that's one of the things. And and that's you don't have to do that. We have AI that's available to you to be able to create the images that you want to go along with the story that a player would create to have an expansion inside of Uplandia. We went to more cheese because we want more cheese art in Uplandia. And it's look, weird. It's weird. It's, it's so very good. weird. I don't even it's, know if AI could even create the stuff. Some of the yeah. stuff. <laughs> some of the stuff, maybe. Some of the stuff, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> can you leak what? Can you just? Can we tell them what the what the what the main characters are? Can you tell? You can tell them what you want well, to that, that one you showed me last night. Can you bring that one up? Or no, is that no, no, please. No, no, no. Oh no! No, that was the boss. Oh, that's the boss. That is the boss. Okay. That you have okay. to fight hard to 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 see you that do. one. You do. Yeah. I love the the theme that she has and what we're doing. It, you know what I love about it is, is that it's a twist on what you would normally think as a utility that would otherwise be in real life. Like, you know, you need to do this. This is stereotypically what this animal, this character, this person does. She flips that. She flips that on its head and offers it to you in a new way. And it fits because it's a fantasy part of it. But <laughs> to wrap on that, on what, what I'm saying is... We have worked very hard to put this platform out there, and we started it just at the time that Genesis was going on. We took second in the innovation track, and it's in production, okay? We have been steamrolling this along. We have not stopped. We have listened to feedback. We have listened to suggestions. We have put it in. We worked really hard with Upland, and people are completing quests. It's not like they're having this huge, heavy lift, this huge barrier of entry it's just get over there and get acclimated to it and you never know you're gonna have something you could put into the game go for it. yeah and i'm not i'm not trying to put that out there part of me as like um to discourage people in regards to the amount of work that's involved but it's, it is a reality check a reality check and that's something as you said we've tried to push forward through the udu or even when cheese dtech and myself were pushing out our kind of summer aquatics meetings um, you, you cannot underestimate the time and effort that's involved. And I, th I think we're starting to see that happening now with um, there's a lot of people who've applied for factories in Upland and then they've been approved. Their factory is okay. Your factory is now open. And they're like, well, what am I going to make in this? <laughs> they've, they've applied for the factory before they even have any products even kind of on the way. They don't have a designer in place. And now there's people searching for designers among a very um, small pool of people that are actually out there capable that are not only are capable of doing the 3D work, but are also capable of taking the risks associated with working with somebody they don't know sort of thing too. So yeah, um, there's a lot of putting the cart before the horse I'm seeing in the community. So, you know, Ben, there's, there's something to be said for this and this is, I would encourage anybody. It's uh, a lot of times when I was doing the, uh, 
the show nightly in the cafe and and people will maybe sometimes kind of discourage you. Look, you you unless you're a phenom, you're not a professional overnight. You have to start what you aspire to. And that's in art as with anything. And what you do is you progress and you progress and you progress. One of the ways to learn something from somebody is to start with somebody that has already gone through all of that growth and learn from them what they have done because they have all of that. Tron or Ben, you and Angela are couldn't be a more better kind of, I don't want to see you a direct poster child's children for that, right? So you learn all this stuff and say, hey, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Don't touch the stove. It's hot. Like all those things come into play. And that's what I would encourage people to do. Start with already established groups. Find somebody that has your same kind of likes that, that is uh, along the same speed as where you want to go with this. Start volunteering, do some things, learn the ropes, and then take that knowledge and go forward. It doesn't come easy, but it is worth it. The juice is worth the squeeze. Juice is worth the squeeze. I love it. Yeah. Um, just to speak for myself, like um, we started talking about Uplandia and, you know, potentially you to you getting involved uh, probably three or four weeks ago. And initially, you know, when you have these first ideas, you get a lot of, you know, brain farts, as I call them, and you get those out there. But um, I've actually, I've set aside six hours this weekend to, you know, look through what are the actual requirements and start to put a more, um, a more uh, itemized plan together. So I, I, I tend to work very well with uh, checklists or, you know, bullet points. Okay. First I need to do this and tick that off and tick that off, you know, that kind of motivates me. So I'll be spending upwards of six hours this weekend, just getting that kind of list put together in yeah, my own head, in my own words. So the beautiful part about that is what you're doing is you're structuring the content so that the developer can take that content and it's, it's almost code ready so that that developer can then drop in the images, the text, and what is required. That helps the process. This is an assembly line to say, you know, to give it in that manner. We are, as these early adopters, thank you. I can't, so you know who you are. Thank you for going through and helping us because we were building the plane as we were flying it on this form. Later, it will be a drop-down box and you do this and you click that and you put this here and you do that there. There's still the work that's involved, but the process will become a bit more focused and the, the actual walkthrough of the form that you would fill out will be there. It's, and I, it, I, I've seen some of the ideas and some of the concepts of what, uh, that, that is cooking up over there for the red robes and I love it. <laughs> and so as we move forward, it will all come together. So greatly appreciated. Maybe I could ask you, Chase, how, how did you personally keep track of, cause you're vastly further along in the process than I am. I'm not even at the beginning stages. How did you keep track of, you know, your workflow and your storylines and that, is it all up in your head or did you get it out on paper on your whiteboards or? How you can track them at all? Um, I had well, I have the application that Uplando created, which is really quite quite awesome because you get to like put everything there, so you could just kind of storyline right on that. Yeah, it's a shared document that I sent out that had the framework, and then we all worked together to build it out. So if you wanted to actually start doing that, direct message me. I'll share a Google Doc out to you that has the framework, just the framework mm -hmm. of it. And then I explain it to you. This is what this section is. This is what this means in. We're PG-13 and you can't have this, you know? And so 
then after you go through that initial walkthrough, people go, hmm, this seems like a lot of work. And I, I don't know if I'm ready for that or I'm ready to dig in. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the point that I'm at now. I'll, I'll, I'll probably approach it as I used to do with my assignments where, you know, you, you get your assignment requirement document, which is kind of essentially what you've shared. And then I'll break that down into sections and then kind of put it in my own words, put my own ideas and then flesh it out in little paragraphs and images and whatnot. So, yeah. And then uh, one of the things that we'll do is for players that have, you mentioned Ben, the players that have structure ornaments or outdoor uh, map assets, sorry, then like more cheese, the, the pixel palace, right. That's going to be, we'll start to churn out those uh, pieces of map assets. I can not say how to decor. And then those have utility. Those will have a, a role to play in there. And so this is one of the beautiful parts about it. People won't just go into your area and quest through it and then be done with it. It's a callback to these areas because more and more will be added. So you got to go back through and you got to go create and go grab the thing that creates the armor, that creates the boost, that creates the stuff. Now you got to go find out what's happened over with the red robes and the things that are going on. These all intertwine each other and it's building towards a really cool a really cool storyline. Story and the basics of Uplandy is there is some kind of energy, there's some kind of force that's altering the realm, the entire world of Uplandia. And people are being attacked by otherwise docile creatures in the forest that they have and where they're at. Why would a cute little bunny or a cute little uh, mouse or uh, some other kind of critter attack you in the forest? Well, you're going to find out. That's why you're questing through you're meeting these higher powered overlords that are otherwise the bosses in the game and they all have a little part to play. So will, what will you, what will you choose? Will you be a neutral good or bad? Who are you amongst this, uh, this fight in Uplandia? I think, yeah, that that's, well, I guess that I could ask the same question of you that I asked of cheese. Like, Cheese is managing her individual storylines within her individual segment, but you're juggling those individual storylines amongst a much bigger picture. How are you keeping track of that all? Are you actively searching for storylines that match in or are you adjusting and evolving as things come through? Adjusting and evolving. Uh, early adopter partner program uh, was announced and, and that was the earliest people they got in. It's ongoing. We are early adopters closed for the most part now we're post early adopters so it's about 25 to 30 individuals with different levels from quests to full nodes that that have parts in there it could be as simple as which this is so much fun and i love to call x1 out on this because he's the only player in the history so far of uplandia that did perish during a training mission that he was in uh, and so, I mean, people do, 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 you know, have different experiences through that, but there is a monument that you will be able to find that, uh, commemorates the, the fallen X1 <laughs> that was taken. <laughs> so nice. it, it, uh, and it's all tongue in cheek and it's good fun. So it's something as simple as that, just an area in a forest that you want to commemorate. And that literally is a one and a half pages to up to 40 plus pages in a shared Google document that would be a full expansion. So that's how we're managing them per Google Doc that we have that is interfacing on Discord. But once they get the understanding of the flow of the document and how it works, we just turn them loose and off they go. Now, I have had, you know, 
fun working with Angela, just in tears and laughing ourselves into a fit because of some of the things that she's coming up with and other people that we're doing that with. That's how I'm managing it all. So you know how you guys, you guys both know how it is. It's a lot. And uh, I just want to thank you for taking time to help me with uh, the enemies because the story I did, it was great, but coming out with the many different enemies of Lendl did help me a great deal. So thank you for putting the time in for me. Very welcome. Thanks for saying it's so much fun. That's a part of it, Ben. So again, you find people that you're, that you can work with and then you go on discord, you start a discord call and you literally sit there and go through the document and say, Oh, what, what about this? And then they can do that. And then what about that? And then it just organically grows. And before you know it, you just have this, you just have this wonderful uh, creative flow and process, and then it works itself through. You get the details done. Then you say, okay, we're buttoning it up onto the development stage. Uh, so we're testing Cheese's area now as we were testing Japan. And very soon we will announce that, and then you'll be able to jump over there. So that's kind of the process. It does take some time, but I think we've come such a long way. I I'm so I, again, I've never run out of words, but uh, it's a lot of fun. We're, we're, we're trying to bring layer two utility to every asset that you have in Upland, as I know that they are doing as well in parallel with us all. So we're trying. Awesome. All right. Not going to try and poke him and prod him to spill the beans on anything else, Chase? This is a, a lot of beans he's he spilled today. Um, but question for you, Blando, do you see in the future uh, kind of like nodes, neighborhood streets that are, are in, the, in the game kind of like having a bit of a uh, war system? Yeah, so there is, but it's more it's more based upon what you choose as your alignment. So if you're good, bad, or neutral, it really is more that. We didn't want to say, okay, you just attack this person. It's whatever your alignment is. And then that's how we're looking at the combat system. Um, and I think that as we start to continue to craft that, you'll find that it's not, I have more X and I have more X and I bought more X and I've taken more X. There's something different that's going on here. It's not based upon a pay to win. It's based upon how all of those elements fit together. So if there is a, like, again, your alignment is only three things. If you're good or bad or neutral, you could be in some kind of squabble and somebody chooses a side and they, they then swing, you know, the battle, the combat and what that outcome could be. There's also retreat. So that's something I'll drop and I'll just give a little sneak peek to. If you're in a battle, you don't have to stay there until you're flat on the ground. You can retreat to save, you know, to fight another day. So it's not about squashing. It's about really individuals and their groups trying to ascend to a place that they want to be. It's not squashing the other guy. It's your individual co-op gameplay to reach a different level. So it's a little bit of a different type of approach. Oh, so like you mentioned, um, you mentioned um, good, bad, neutral. So are there gonna be activities that 
depending on how many goods, how many neutrals, how many bads, a certain um, faction will get a benefit depending on how how much good or bad is going on. Yeah, it's the bait. It's really the one on ones. You nailed it. So one on ones of storytelling, right? It's the it, it, it's George Lucas. You've got the dark side of the force, the good side of the force, and you got some neutral players in there. And so, yes, you are going to be able to choose where you want to be in all of this, and you'll come to the aid of others. But the the whole of the gameplay is not about attacking each other. As you said, Angela, it's making choices that will determine the outcome of your game not another's. So you just can't go running over into somebody's backyard and start swinging swords. Because if you do something like that, you could get yourself in a whole heap of trouble. Okay. You think you're going to go marching in somewhere. You could do yourself a real disservice by doing that. It's about that. I want to just make that one last emphasis. Uplandia is a story that you are actively in. Your decisions have ramifications at a certain point in the game. So it it's interesting because those actions you can look back on. So you can say, oh, I didn't do, I didn't, that's, that's crazy. I would have never expected my character to turn out that way. But you get to look back and see the things you've done that have brought you to where you are. <laughs> Choose your own adventure. Yes. 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 So that's it in a nutshell. We're very happy to have it. Get over to Uplandia. Drop the link in there and play. It's very Discord. It's user-friendly, low barrier of entry. Get your Block Explorer. Get your Block Explorer. There's four of them. You can do different, they have different stats. They have different bonuses. So people will be trading these and trying to, it'll be good to see what these do in the open market. This is the first time outside of you being able to take Block Explorers over to Ethereum and sell them in OpenSea that you've got a utility that you can play in a game that gives you a boost. Yay. Yay. Yeah, well, the... <laughs> Block Explorer utility has been spruced about for a very long time. I mean, we, I guess we kind of see it in the car racing. I know I've played around with different Block Explorers and mm -hmm. they seem to do different things, but there's no official stats released as part of that. You're just kind of pissing in the wind almost when you're experimenting. Yeah, this is, this is something that we have chosen to structure. So you know what you're getting. And when you pair those with different items, of course, a more full set that is all congruent with each other that fits in the set will give you that extra bonus. Anybody who's played Diablo or done anything like that will know that's how it is. So, and that's another thing. I not to borrow a feather from a uh, from Diablo, but if you are venturing and you are a character who has chosen good as your alignment, and you come upon an area that you see a magical item, but it is not in your alignment, you may just have to sit there and look at it. You may not even be able to pick it up. So those rewards are, oh, and those that. choices, yes, yes. So those choices that you make, you may be tempted. You may be tempted to go and do the thing that would allow you to pick it up. But is is it worth it? Dun, dun, dun. Or you could join a cult and wear a red robe and you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> yes, that might be a, um, a good... Uh way to drop the mic on the end there i think that was pretty good unless there's go. any other questions you had for him cheesy nope all good all right lando are you going to stick around for some shitty articles yeah yes. if you don't mind and i i will uh shut my mouth and let you guys do the talk and ask me uh, anything along the way <laughs>
All right, we'll chime in. Um, it may very well be that it doesn't matter what we do in Upland because we we may no longer be the the king on the hill. We might be headed for the abyss. The entire sector. There is a new kid on the block. Cheese. Have you heard of this? No. What, what was one. what was Trump's famous phrase? Drain the swamp. Well, there's a new kid on the block looking to fill the swamp. Fill the swamp. Fill the what swamp. What is this? What do you speak of? So check this out for a headline. The swamp set to offer stiff competition. Whoa. For Upland Splinterlands as top blockchain metaverse. I'm just happy they mentioned Upland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So the swamp is apparently some new blockchain project that's kicking off. And they're just putting it out straight away that they're, they're, they're going to take the top spot here. Um, that's a big call to make. Um, I did do some clickety-clacketing around. I haven't actually read the article. I just got a few things prepped. Um, so, yes, what is the swamp? Be bold with digitodes. All right, does that digitodes, does that just make you want to get your checkbook out, your credit card out, FOMO mm. away into it? No. No? No. No? All right, well, we'll see. With the global Web3 gaming market projected to grow at a compound annual growth rate of about 68%, 68%, blockchain ICOs are becoming increasingly influential in the gaming industry. Digitoads, with the ticker, of course, Toads, with its metaverse, The Swamp, is poised to challenge the established platforms like Upland, UPX, and Splinterlands, SPS. They're throwing down the gauntlet. This cutting-edge blockchain ICO combines P2E gaming, NFT staking, and community governance with an immersive virtual reality experience. That goes on to say, Digitoads entices crypto enthusiasts and gamers to explore a world filled with captivating opportunities and potential financial gains as the swamp gears up for its official launch. The competition in the blockchain metaverse space is about to heat up, making Digitoads the best cryptocurrency to anticipate for lucrative rewards and fun. In this article, we explore the groundbreaking innovations of Digitoads gameplay and how it sets its apart, itself apart as a top blockchain metaverse. So what does it All look right. like? It looks like shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yes. Continue. So it says Digitoads revolu- revolutionary metaverse, aptly named the Swamp, seamlessly blends blockchain and gaming, offering an unparalleled experience to users. Through Digitoads gaming, players enter a world of Digitoads, each represented by a unique NFT with distinct traits. Players can collect, battle, and train their Digitoads to participate in thrilling turn-based battle against other players. As Digitoads emerge as a top block, as Digitoads emerges as a top blockchain metaverse contender, it creates a competitive yet entertaining gameplay experiences. They're speaking about something in present tense that has not even kicked off yet. So, if all one they of have, stand- oh, go ahead. Oh, finish your thought. If all they have is battles, then I can't see how it's going to really <laughs> go up against yeah. that yeah, well, apparently you can stake and all sorts of stuff. So one of the standout features of the Swamp is its P2E model, which is yeah, battling, allowing players to earn Toads tokens as rewards for their active participation in the gaming e- ecosystem, yeah, defeating, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, this gamification aspect adds an exciting layer to the traditional concept of cryptocurrency and gives real value real value to in-game achievements. Beyond the gaming aspect, the Swamp boasts a dynamic NFT staking and reward system. Toads holders can stake their NFTs and in return they receive a portion of the staking pool. This feature incentivizes players to hold their NFTs for longer periods, thus increasing their potential rewards. So yes, we've got some kind of P2E battle system. We've got staking. And then in its final stage, the Digitoads pre-sale has raged, raised over 6.7 million, highlighting its popularity as a groundbreaking blockchain ICO. With 378 million tokens sold, pre-sale's imminent conclusion is about nine in about nine days underscores the unwavering community backing. No, that does not underscore the unwavering community backing. For me, as somebody who was involved heavily in ICOs back in 2017, 2018, this underscores the wild speculation that would be happening with this project would be my guess. Yeah, um, this is... Could, could you... Is is there any any gameplay? Is there any, you know, art to this at visual. all? Is it Yep, there sure is. Um, let me see. They go on to rag about Uplands there. So I did go ahead and click some of these links. So I've got those ready here. So um, I probably can't see it. Uh, maybe it's up here. So, yeah, this is the website landing page. It looks, you know, okay. Let's, whatever. So they've had, yeah, they're saying... Um, the pre-sale ends in four days. Uh, there's ninety, almost ninety-five percent of tokens have been sold, and 90, there's links there. Ninety-four percent sold, but then there's like seventeen million remaining. Yeah, because of the total supply. Yeah. Jesus, how much? So it must be. Total? Well, seventeen million remaining, three hundred ninety-one oh. million sold, so four hundred million. Wow. Something like that. So. Uh, the price is 0.05 USD equals $1 worth of toads. Um, I don't know. And then this is a basic classic landing page. But, yeah, look at the art. Toads NFT, sneak peek. That's pretty much the NFT artwork, which that's kind of cute. But <laughs> but what about the actual world? Like if they say it's a metaverse or are, are they thinking that these cards are the metaverse? Oh, I don't know. I mean, look look at this imagery here. Look, it's it's very childish. It looks like a page from the highlights book. You used to go into like a dentist office or something. You used to get highlights. Back. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So you can sign up here. As I said, um, 0.05 USD. Um, the links for this will not be in the description because do your own research. Yada yada yada. Not financial advice. Um, so here, th this is for the NFTs. Now you can mint the NFTs. Now the NFTs are 0.1 Ethereum plus gas fees. What's Ethereum like? One thousand eight hundred something like that. So you're talking about one hundred and eighty dollars plus gas fees. So probably somewhere in the order of two hundred dollars plus for one of these NFTs. Yeah, <sighs> I don't know. That's it's a lot. Yeah, for one of the, I believe these are the, so it's the, gen, gen, what is the word I can never say, Chase? Generative. Oh, yeah, generative. generative one. So you've got this one, it's got a hat, and then it's going to have a this, and it's got to have a that. So, yeah. Um, 
I just found it very interesting. They're just they're just putting it out there, like, yeah, we're the new kids on the block. We're going to take over. So let's see what they say about Upland. Upland experience the thrill of property trading. Yada yada yada. Okay, so it's just giving them a heads up, and same for Splinterland. So that's kind of fair enough. It's kind of fr- like you said, cheese. At least they're mentioning it, and it's free yeah, advertising. It's free. Yeah, yeah you know, there's a there's a there's a movie called Twenty Four Hour Party People, and in it, it's to, Tony Wilson is the uh, he he was signing bands in the eighties that were incredible, like Joy Division and Happy Mondays. And one of the things that uh, is said in the movie, you know, they're talking bad about you, Tony. They're they're trashing Tony, and he, and and the other character says he doesn't care as long as they talk about him. So yeah, yeah. That, you know, it's there. You go. <laughs> you're you're only aspiring to be that which you are calling out. So. You know, you've got training wheels on with your little frogs here. We'll we'll see in a year where you get hippity hop with your with your frogs. Oh, look at that. Yes. Yeah. I don't think they're even frogs yet. They're barely even out of the tadpole stage, are they? Yeah, I would agree. So this is yeah, go ahead, Ben. Sorry, I gotta I gotta watch myself here. That was a really good that was a (laughs) really good good slap. Yes. So yeah, for, for them to say it's successful pre-sale and overwhelming community support demonst- demonstrates the project's potential to disrupt the gaming industry. That's a big call. That is a very big call. So this is one hundred and one. Just taking stuff out of any marketing class. Like, yeah, you did a great job. Thanks for your either paid advertisement, your article that you did here, or whatever. Yep. Uh, that's really great. It's it's fantastic. Your people did a really good job on that. But where is the pudding? Like, where are you going with this? And and again, this is a way. It is a it is a strategy. So we'll see how well this all uh, turns out. We'll see if you're at NYC, NFT NYC this year. We'll see where you are in the big uh, the game with DApps and and how you come along. In my opinion, this looks two years old in terms of what they're offering and how they're putting it out there. This is yep. nothing new. This is basing it off a token. You're selling it on Ethereum. You're taking the money in. You know, do something brave. Put the game out and then sell based upon the merits of your game. So yeah. thank you for your grift, may I even say. And I'll say that with a very light part of salt so I don't get sued for it. But ah. we'll see. Can you say all about the pudding like Bill Cosby? Sorry about the pudding. It was, it was in the pudding. <laughs> are worth the pudding i don't think there's any pudding in toads oh my god yes. that was like a I bill not... cosby and elvis <laughs> <laughs> it was yes yeah, shaking bill cosby shaking his knee <laughs> thrusting his hips oh well, i'm gonna Maybe get in trouble you have to edit all that out no yes no. <laughs> so yes um the link for this article will, will be in the description but as far as engaging in anything further than that do so at your own risks and your own kind of uh risk management system i will not be touching this green toady swampy thing with a 10-foot pole been there done that no thank you so let's exit out of that now let me get out of there and i think the next one aha the metaverse is cancelled. Brands continue to shelving metaverse plans. Metaverse is all over. So you can't be the top metaverse because the metaverse is dead. 
Yeah, I think Bitcoin is dead too. I think that's uh, yeah. <laughs> this is what this is what happens when Ben chooses the articles. He's always yes. say putting the funny ones. No, I, I always it, go roller coaster. But I always like to start. You know what is it? The whole sandwich technique or something like that. I don't know. Maybe I do that instinctively. See how we go. So yes, is the metaverse cancelled? It all depends on who who you ask. On the one hand, industry analysis will still see incredible potential in the concept of a new virtual environment for work and play. Researchers suggest global metaverse investment will surpass 1.3 trillion, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, they talk about Apple Vision Quo. Um, is the meta metaverse cancelled? Goes on to talk about Zuck, you know, they're laying off oh, employees, yeah. pulling back. So we're not going to dive into all of that. I just think people... One of the reasons I pulled this article up to, as a discussing point is I think people are still completely missing the point. You know, you, you, can you go to the metaverse? No. So the, the metaverse cannot be cancelled because the metaverse isn't a singular thing. It's a concept. It's an evolution of the internet. You know, it's, you know we've had Web 2. We go to Web 3. It's... You know, it's your Amazon marketplace that's going to be in a, you know, an upgraded, you know, different thing. It's your buying things from um, McDonald's. Well, you're not ordering at the cashier. You're buying it on a tablet. There's Poe apps and blah, 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 blah. Cheese? I'm wondering if <clears throat> she's, ref she's associating the whole metaverse to just meta because she looks young. I'm not trying to be an ageist here. But the first yep. thing she mentions as the metaverse is Meta and Zuckerberg. Like, could it be that she just thinks that Facebook and Meta are the whole metaverse and doesn't really know better? Yeah, I don't know because she she does mention here Roblox and Decentraland as being part of it and Apple Vision. So I don't know. Oh, that's so, true. Yeah. That's true. Wait, 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 Major. what was that XR? Wait, go back there. What does she say about XR? What's the XR market? Where is that? XR means mixed reality, doesn't it? It means AI, AR, oh, VR. AR, VR. AR yeah. is, it's VR and XR I don't know is a thing unless that's recently been put into the lexicon. Yeah, it's, it's reality. Yeah, so maybe do some research on your terminology, or maybe I'm not educated yet, but... <laughs> no, that's on you, because yeah. AR and VR, if, if you have a system that combines them both, that's that's being called now XR. Kind of means mixed mixed reality. So you've got yeah, you know, augmented me. reality. Yeah, you old grandpa. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Ageist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what is it? It talks about Disney... Major metaverse projects being cancelled. Um, Microsoft cancelled their HoloLens. Mm, I um, think she's just like, I, I think the, the author is just focusing on everything that failed. Like, what about stuff that is thriving in, in, in countries where they, champ, they champion it? Oh, my God, Google. <laughs> I was going to say the word champion, and then I saw it on the screen. Yeah. Nice. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, are issues with the XR market to blame for metaverse blips? I think one of the biggest problems with the whole thing is when Facebook rebranded itself as Meta from the get go, but yet it hadn't really done anything. That kind of like lexicon terminology wasn't really widely established 
in like the mainstream. So I, th I think it was one of those cases where they put the cart before the horse. Um, I think that's turned around to bite them in the ass because, you know, classically they put out these things and remember Zuckerberg was having to threaten his employees, hey, start using this because we've put it out there and you need to use it for your meetings. Stop using Zoom. Meetings. Yeah. Yeah. So because it was just not already. A lot of this so is all self uh engagement i mean this is just something to write about if if if, if again the only thing that's going to be constant in any of this is food air and water i mean if you're talking about different cycles of you know popular different types of the in thing to do people are going to be interested in these niche you know environments and and these offerings but uh it doesn't matter how big you get it doesn't matter what you do i mean this is obviously somebody that's exercising their craft in writing so i would take this with the grain of salt in which it's written on it, it just it's just a lot of words it's trying to point out a few things that are happening in the industry but if you're not in one of these and not playing them do you really know about it or are you just trying to brush by some highlights and print an article yeah, my, my point has all, always been, do you even have to know about it? I think real mainstream adoption is going to come from, you know, you're going to be engaging in these next level internet uh, things. Specifically, I always go back to bureaucracy, like, um, you know, driver's license and bank accounts and yada, yada, yada. You're going to be engaged in these things and not even knowing that you're using a metaverse platform platform it's just going to be the next evolution of the internet you know it's there was a time when we were using the internet and online shopping with a credit card was you you're freaking crazy <laughs> or engaging in any sort of online dating app was just like whoa that's just insane and yet here we are this is just the norm everybody just does it so i think i think that's People are missing the point of the, you know, the, the whole merge from Web 2 to Web 3. I think they're missing the whole point. They're looking too much at, like, uh, names and specifics. Can't see the yeah. forest for the trees yeah. almost. Yeah. It's it's just throw everything you can to create an article to get it printed. So, well done, yeah. but meh. <laughs> no soup for you. So, is the metaverse cancelled? The jury is still out. Yeah, well, as I said, you can't cancel something that's not a singularity. So, I guess my subscription to XR is the only thing that's canceled today. XR today, you're canceled. Nice. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Now, speaking of somebody who doesn't believe that the metaverse is over and who's getting out there and investing some time, energy, resources. Oh, mate, Paris Hilton trees. Paris Hilton oh. aims <clears throat> to change how brands view the metaverse. Oh, good for her. And look where she's landing. Roblox, smart smart lady. Yes, new Roblox world will host the star's media empire while offering real estate to brands. The name. What is that? Living, Sliving Land. Land? Oh, Why the name's always <laughs> so bad. Sliving Gland. It does look like that. Sliving Gland. Sliving Gland. What the fuck is Sliving? I, yeah, sorry, Cheese. I can't do the UDU podcast next week. I need to get my sliving gland removed. Jesus. Yeah, that's the names on these are always so cringe. Is it single living? I don't. What does that mean? S oh, living gland. That might be it. 
Best living land. Living land. I don't know. Do you want to take this away, Chase? Paragraph? Uh, Paris Hilton is on a mission to change how brands approach the metaverse. Not as a one and done game, exactly. but as a yep. social channel to build into long-term media strategies. Hilton, who proclaims herself the queen of the metaverse, views oh, yeah. herself and her virtual creations as a bridge for brands to be able to come into the metaverse because it's obviously such a new world for so many brands and they don't know how to come in. Now, all right, what this is what I what I think is wrong with this. When she says brand, so she she's proclaiming herself the queen of the metaverse, even though people from the metaverse haven't really heard anything about her until right now. Um, and she's going to bring in brands. Like, is, is it going to be another sandbox where it's only like name brand corporations and, and movie stars and, and, and singers? Or are they going to, is she going to somehow incorporate the community with this? Very good question because yeah, if you don't have a community, is it even uh, anything? So, let's see what else does it say. Hilton today unveiled her latest Roblox Worlds Living Land with the goal of shifting how brands view activating in the metaverse, as well as being the intersection for the hottest topics in marketing, fandom, emerging technology, and the in create, creator economy. Living Land will host Hilton's media empire while also offering real estate to brands. So yeah, that part there—that's I think you're, that sounds very sandboxy, doesn't it? Yeah. Offering real estate, so she's going to be selling areas of real estate in her living land to brands, to important people. <laughs> yeah. So instead of you know live next door to Snoop Dogg in the sandbox, move in next to Paris Hilton in Roblox. Okay. Um, visually, it melds Hilton's unique brand of all things pink, bedazzled, velour, flip phone, and electronica into a neon lit city skyscape. Okay, skyscape users can visit venues that host the creator's music, podcasts, and shows, as well as games, events, and product drops, such as digital pets and a limited line of 2000s fashions to celebrate Sliving Land. Yeah, where's this freaking name come from? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I'm going to get all my celebrity friends in and influencers, blah, 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 blah. Short, yep, pump the bags. Yeah. You know what I, you know what I feel about this? Pump it down. That's <laughs> not hot. That's not hot. Yeah. yeah. That is not hot. I agree. Didn't it come out? I thought I heard something where that whole accent she put on, that Valley Girl accent, it was just all an act. She doesn't actually talk like that. Did who I does? Who, who? Who? You know, this is all just. Uh, does everybody's putting on a show, right? They're all. It's all a character, uh, mm-hmm. and and somebody said this will be a good idea, and then you know t- a whole team puts it together, and so this is what you can say, and then we'll do a, a cool puff piece, and here we go, and throw out some cool names, and you know you get in, you can play from your living room and your living <laughs> chair. And... <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I did watch her show with Nicole. Yeah, it was it was definitely entertaining. Like for the cringe factor. Yes. How's that for a number there? Look, Roblox said the platform's young community of sixty-six million active users. Young community, that right there. Like she she, a she's promoting two thousand stuff. Like, wouldn't you want to reinvent yourself like Madonna? and and do what the kids want instead of what you want 
Oh, no. Don't get me wrong. Like, 90s were my bag, baby. Yeah. But I know that that's not what kids want. Mm. Well, it's not what kids want. It's what she wants them to want. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, you've, you've also, you know, talked about you know wanting to get a piece of the action and get some money out of these kids they they typically have a lot of money to spend so well, maybe yeah, it's very business what, savvy it's not business savvy because she's selling them what she wants to sell them not what they want to buy not what they want yeah <clears throat> well if they buy it <laughs> you know then it is worth her you know time to do it because it's this is i again we'll see if you're really passionate about something and you're doing it five years later uh, or if today you're a DJ, tomorrow you're a movie actress, then the next day you're on Dancing with the Stars and then you're, you know, you're shilling tacos or whatever it is that she's doing. I mean, it's that's your role. That's you are a celebrity uh, in terms of a professional whatever. I mean, you got to kind of work at being a pro. So I will give her this. She's worked on her who she is as a celebrity and she's able to get these companies to go not recently. Not, What's re- that now? not recently. Like Kira. She, she plays Roblox, right? Kira. Yeah. Uh, is she going to go for somebody who is Taylor Swift? Who's been out there, who has been doing it recently and this, this and that, or Paris Hilton, somebody who hasn't come into the spotlight for years for maybe even a decade and it's is a very like, good point yeah it's like nobody yeah. knows her yeah and then, i doubt she she would have a clue who she is yeah like like why would parents even want their kids to know her like with the whole sex tape and stuff it, yeah yeah she's she's doing a it's a good point um but she's doing commercials now. She's she's uh, she's doing Taco Bell commercials. Like if you want something hot, go try try the spicy Dorito, you know, taco, and staying relevant in that means. Yes, if you look at the history of what and how you got there, uh, yeah. I mean, the Roblox uh, again. If. Uh, is this a passion or is this a money play? Like what money play. We... Yeah, money play. Well, I think I think the key to that might be right here. <laughs> uh, read read that one, Chase. Hilton was an early adopter of Web three technologies, launching digital wearables as early as 2015. I don't remember this. And beginning to develop her other metaverse community, Paris World. I don't remember that, but obviously the technology. Hadn't caught up with me yet. Yes. Uh, apparently, she released Paris World in 2017 with a metaverse community, but she was she was too ahead of the game, Cheese. The... But, like, <laughs> if, in that case, wouldn't it still be around and she can't, like, just add to it exactly. and stuff? Yeah, that, that was where I was going to go with that, absolutely. Like, if it was something she was passionate about, would you just say, oh, the tech's not there yet, so I'll just give up on it? Or would you keep evolving it as the tech evolves? Exactly. No, yes. it'll be five years from now. When we released Living Land, the community wasn't ready for it. And now yes. we're to, to Bingo Bongo Land. And Bingo Bongo Land <laughs> is now the cutting edge. And Paris is on the cutting edge. She's walking a tightrope. She's on the hair of the, the blade of the knife. Let's welcome our next money grab. 
I'm writing that down. Um, by bingobongoland.com. Yes. I'm in Paris World right now. Oh, so it's still it's still available, is it? Well, I'll I'll jump out. Do you want to? All right. Share it up. Can you buy things? <laughs> is it a buy thing? It's Roblox, of course you can. They're incredibly oh, so the... smart. Is it redirected? It's probably redirected. Oh yeah. Mm. Hold on. Put those gonna... domain names to use. Yeah. Where is it? Oh. Oh, while you're getting that, I'll just read this last quote from that article. Hilton said her cultural clairvoyance was something she was born with. Also, the ADHD helps with that and being an Aquarius, said Hilton. I'm oh just like a naturally creative person. She also credits her enthusiasm for research and being a student of the game when it comes to tech and innovation and can lend the power of her 70 million social followers. There you go. Whoa. All right. There you go. What's going on here? I have this. Oh, oh, oh loaded. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is all well and good. I mean, if you look, if you can make the, if you can, if you can parlay something into it, uh, if you're willing to to chip away at whatever it is your human being is to sell it off a pound of flesh at a time, yeah, go ahead. You know, if you can make it, go for it. Do it. Uh Look at look at the active users on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, wow. Created tenth or what is that? Eighth of October, twenty twenty one. I guess I haven't used Roblox for a while. At least it's been yeah. At least it says updated fourteenth of the seventh. So at least it's been updated. Well, oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is uh, a kerfuffle. Couple steps. Couple steps. Yeah. Couple steps I'm in. You might have to change your share screen. We're still on the all right. The clicky um, loading yeah. one. Yeah, but it's good to see what you had to do. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Roblox is fun. I've I've played around in there. My kids love it. So as a platform itself, yeah, there's a reason why it's got so many users. Oh, here we go. Right. So it looks there. just like an um that uh an Neftopia thing. Yep. That's pretty stock standard for these sorts of things, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm many... Paris. I'm a Paris girl in a Paris world. Mm-hmm. I'm on a runway yeah, going nowhere. Backstage. <sighs> Backstage. Oh, oh, is that somebody here? Not many people about. Hey. Hey, hey. She'd Who run around you? like you. Ice. Come Fashionista. Let's we'll see if they'll talk. Hey. Wait, is my can they hear me? <laughs> Come play with me. Fashionista. Oh, <laughs> she just zoinked into nowhere. Take off. <laughs> uh, oh, there's somebody else. Oh, there you go. Chase him down, cheese. Go get him. Get him. Love rush. That was like a full suplex. Why does she look so cool and I look like this? <laughs> because she's FOMO'd into the she's FOMO'd into the Paris upgrades. She's probably got the special kit on or something. Yeah. Oh, here you go. He's a fashion show. Yeah. You can buy some you things. Buy some fashions. Put your makeup on. Oh, there you go. Wait, if this does this cost money? This looks Let's like see. Money. Let's see how much it costs right out of the gate. You just Where? 
This is going to ask you for please go buy Roblox coins. Oh, they didn't do it. But makeup. Where? Try and do the change outfit too. If you can make a change outfit. Oh. Star. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Odd oh, zip. I don't know. Collect coins Collect and purchase coins and clothes. Yeah. All right. Where is the coins? No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. In oh, your I credit the... card. Wait, wait. There's coins. There's coins. Go get oh, them. Yeah, well, that's cool. This looks that's a like... light. I think it's a light. Oh, there's the coins. How many you've got? That's giving you. This feels very block raiders. Yeah. It does. <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, is this? Oh, an look, outfit? there's an outfit. Ooh, oh, you can buy. <laughs> oh, oh, that was cool. Did it say pick it up or buy? What was the? Yeah, the I think she did buy because her um balance went down. Oh, oh, did you inadvertently pay for that? Oh, uh, with fake money. Yeah. Oh, so you are pushing buy on this when you run across them. Yeah, I had 380, and then this gave hey. me 405. I'm collecting the coins and buying. Oh, well, okay, you are buying. almost 500. So, yeah, no, this is kind of yeah, kind of cool, is, I guess. It's just empty. cool, yeah. All right, Paris. I would see Kiara playing this. She would play this. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there could be some sound. I was running. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> What's this? Oh. It's. Oh. All right. Oh. So now you can makeup. do the thing. But notice there is a cheese pizza on the front of your shirt. I didn't. Yeah, I chose that. that. Like I was hungry that day. <laughs> <laughs> is I feel like is that Goop? As in, as in, what's her name's Goop brand? Gwyneth uh, Paltrow. Yeah, maybe the Goop. This is kind of. That's I hate to say it. Oh, you get a runway. Ooh. Oh, and then they rate you. Please rate me. Come on, guys. Don't be mean. Is that a dab? Did you want a dab? I won. I was the only one. So I guess I won. Hard <laughs> not to be the champion when you're at the only one in the comp. Hey, I'll take it. Yay! <laughs> I like that. Win 50 see, how much stars is this? Can you go to shop? Star. Can you go to shop and see how oh! much things Sorry. It's okay. I'm just curious as to how much real money gets transacted in here. She's blowing her budget. Look, she's buying up all these. She's addicted. <laughs> I have. Whoa, get off the chair. You got to keep going. Yeah, I think you have to buy it so you could do like your outfit. Interesting. I want that. <laughs> well, there you go. There's a half naked lady running around there. Yeah. She's taking my coins. What? Oh, yeah. You're. <laughs> jacket well there's seven of you there's plenty of coins to go around i don't like those jeans can i go in here was that your uh that was that your only other article ben or did you have other oh articles? sorry <laughs> okay we got yeah. the gist now you know oh look there's the store oh yeah so this is what we're gonna see so how much can you buy that you could try it on oh that's horrible <laughs> You got a hundred coins. What is that? Oh, it's diamonds. How much are the diamonds? Is that what? Oh, those are? diamonds are stuff you have to you have to pay for. Different currency, yeah. So that's how they hook you in. That's See, they, they give you some it. free shit that's kind of pretty crappy, but you want uh -huh. that good shit. Assemble your outfit. All right, I'm gonna get out of here. 
because they don't let me assemble my outfit. Yeah, I'm sure that's all a whole pay thing. Yeah, there's have to be a paywall there somewhere, but just as a general concept, yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's empty, but it's okay. It's living your best gland. <gasps> oh, here it goes. Oh, that's your, this is your wardrobe. These are the clothes I found. Oh, yeah. oh, oh my God, like, look at me. I'm a badass. Nobody likes bare shelves. <laughs> Better go get some more things. Look at me. I look like a hoochie mama. Oh, my God. Rate me, biatches. Oh, boy. Get another game for cheese to play. Girl, <laughs> you know what? She didn't rank me, right? She's naked. She's, that's what I said. There's a half naked woman running around. Oh, <laughs> don't be harsh. Give her some stars. I gave, I gave her one star because I'm. Oh. No. What? Why did that happen? Oh, no. There's two of you. Cheese. Cheese has been dethroned. She's rage quit. She's rage quit. All right. So, yes, maybe. Okay. We might have been a bit too harsh on Paris there because that kind of at least looks a little bit fun. (laughs) Dive on in. All right. Next, we're talking about some big money here. I like this headline. I think this bodes well for the future. FC Barcelona gets a $132 million investment for NFT Web3 initiative. Oh, oof! That's some dollaroonies. That is some so, dollaroonies. One of the most prominent football clubs on the face of the planet is set to venture into blockchain technology. Indeed, FC Barcelona has secured 132 big ones for NFT and Web3 development for the football club. However, the organization has been seeking entry into the NFT space for some time. Hello, why isn't Dirk over there knocking on their door? Maybe he is. Maybe he is. Specifically, the club received the investment from both the Liberto Football Finance AG and Nipa Capital BV, the team stated. Additionally, the investment is set to go directly to the club's Web3 venture, Barkavision, as it is set to heavily embrace the sector. Cool. Barkavision? Yes. Is that like a metaverse for dogs? (laughs) What? Maybe. Bark! Woof, woof! Oh, 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 okay. (laughs) It's probably Barca, Barca Vision, and I just can't pronounce it. The entire industry of professional sports has consistently sought ways to enter the Web3 space. Have they? Have they? Or is only a few forward-thinking sectors of the sporting industry dabbing their toe in gently? I don't think, to say the entire industry has been consistently seeking ways, I think that's joke but anyway alternatively in the sport of football there are a few clubs that boast the history fan base and few clubs that boast the history fan base and prestige of fc barcelona now those two ideas have joined forces in what might be a tremendously fruitful endeavor yeah absolutely um we've spoken for a long time that it kind of takes you know whether it be fc porto or like this fc barcelona it takes some of these forward-thinking clubs to get involved in these projects and then you know Yada yada, yada. everyone will follow suit in time. So I like it. Good stuff. Um, The team announced they secured the funding. Yeah, we know that. What are they actually going to do with it? Over the Uh past few years, we have made considerable progress, blah, blah, blah. They're going to FTX it. Oh, rich luck. Too soon. Um, What did you say? Nothing. I said nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Going to do an FTX. So it doesn't actually say how they're going to. Spend it. 
what they're going to do with it, but at least they're, they're in there and getting involved. Okay, so I thought there might have been a few more, a bit more meat in those potatoes, but it's basically just a headline. All right, moving on. A couple more to touch on. Now, this is something that we've spoken about for a while too. Take that away, Chiefs. Embracing change in the age of dig digital twins and the metaverse. So, yeah, I think this is, like we talked about Periscope and Roblox there, I think that digital twinning, that's one of the things that's really going to get mainstream involved. You know, we've talked about PO apps and, you know, having whether it be NFT rewards cards, you know, do so many things in the real world, um, get those stamped on your whatever it is, your NFT, trade that in for an in-real-life project, uh, product, sorry, and vice versa. Buy an in real life product, scan your QR code, get something in the Roblox or whatever metaverse that matches. I think this is this whole digital twinning things. So I think that's going to be one of the major pieces of the puzzle that pushes all of this forward. So, what does it say here? Infrastructure, digital twins, and immersive metaverse experiences have the potential to unlock huge value and efficiencies. Efficiencies, yes, across the entire infrastructure lifecycle. Yeah, I believe so too. Um, there's a lot of yada yada here, unlocking huge value across infrastructure lifestyle. Infrastructure digital twins and the immersive metaverse experiences have the potential to unlock huge value. And if you, yeah, we already said that, combining mm -hmm. design and engineering models, reality capture, Im imagery, IoT, Internet of Things, sensor data, and other sources of information into dynamic, real-time, 3D, immersive infrastructure. Digital twins will fundamentally improve how infrastructure projects move from concept to design, blah, 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 blah. Okay, thoughtful change enablement. What are they actually going to do, though? Real-world success. I know, what, what do you think? Like, Cheese and I talk about twin twinning ad nauseum every week up what's your whole take on that aspect of things on twinning yeah uh, would, would maybe i could phrase it in a question if if say you're in the market to buy a new pair of shoes if you could buy a new pair of shoes and it came with a qr code that you could scan that and you could put those shoes on your you know your upland 3d avatar would that something you'd be interested in doing would, would that help sway you or yeah i think a couple of things i think liken this to uh when some people when they buy clothing items they'll keep the tag okay and um that would be the opposite of this you buy in my opinion the nft like adidas did it in my opinion they nailed it you buy the NFT and then you get the real life item, right? Then you can get that. Yeah. I would buy certain things. I would buy certain things to uh, to have them represented in, in the metaverse. I think it's kind of what we do a little bit right now with Block Explorers. It's basically represented to, you know, in, as a, your avatar. But yeah, I, I would do that as long as I, as long as there's value there, I want to support the brand. Yes, I would do it. Yes. Yeah, this is not a lot of actual information in this article. It just basically outlines what it is and then a whole bunch of words. Um, infrastructure firms are encouraged to incorporate change management when moving to digital delivery to ensure timely adoption, thus maximizing the impact on their investment. Yeah, this is just words. Um, I don't know. I kind of shit the bed with these ones this week, cheese. Apologies. Let's see if I can 
pull something out, out of my ass to drag us out. <laughs> Not really, because this one's going to reload. Metaverse platform, the sandbox. Where is it? Oh, here we go. Now, this is speaking about um, like that froggy, shitty froggy swamp thing. And yes, the sandbox. Um, again, going back to Upland, what differ differentiates Upland as far as a cryptocurrency-based metaverse is that it's not actually tied to a crypto coin, whereas Sandbox, um, I know Roblox isn't either, but Sandbox and what's the other one, the M1? No, just D, Decentraland. <laughs> they, they are. Um. <laughs> so, hang on, let me pause this lady who's gas bagging. <laughs> no, I can't pause it. Oh, she's paused. No, my computer's going to shit the bed. All right, Metaverse Platform Sandbox transferred out 60 million sand ahead of Monday's $130 million token unlock. So does that mean more tokens are going to hit the market? Yeah. As yeah. the price of sand slid 4% in August, the Sandbox Genesis smart contract has emitted 60 million sand tokens prior to the upcoming token unlock scheduled for August 14th. Yeah, so, woo. Wow. Yeah. I'm sure all of that would have been in their white paper as far as what was going to be unlocked when and where and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. And 60 million more coins on the market. You know what that's going to do to the price? So, let's see. Unless it's, um, maybe it's like one of those things where it's a reward where you get like an airdrop or something. <clears throat> that's even What's worse that? that's free yeah free yeah which which just goes straight to the liquidity on the market yeah you're right yeah so 332 million sand tokens will be unlocked monday worth 133 million dollars wow yeah, who's that benefiting well i guess the holder of the token and that's it <laughs> the guy sitting on the, the guy or the girl sitting on top of the pyramid yeah i guess Metaverse platform Sandbox's sand token has slid this month ahead of its Monday unlock, set to release more than 16% of the circulating supply. Wow. Are they yeah. saying why? Or is this something that was scheduled? Yeah, it. I would assume so. It must have been something scheduled on the white paper, I would assume. If it's not, Jesus, because it yeah. says here, what does it say? However, 60 million sand tokens were transferred out of the multi-sig Sandbox Genesis smart contract one week ago, according to the Block Explorer uh, Etherscan, a sign the unlock has already begun. Sandbox Discord ambassador, who goes by the screen name Uncle Grumpy, said this was an effort to not shock the system. Okay. Token unlocks typically bearish for the price, you think? Inject previously frozen liquidity into the market with scheduled issuances, yeah. Often to project insiders and investors Monday's unlock will see over 332 oh. million sand tokens enter into the open market. Wow. Yeah. Can't really say it's greasy because it would have been there. It just goes back to the do your own research thing, but hmm. Yeah. Sands well, February unlock managed to buck the trade. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, uh, unless this issuance is in regards to um, uh, you know, gaining funds to unleash something big, 
like that's the only thing I can see coming out of this positive, like a, needing mm. the funds to to create something or release something huge. We'll or see. yeah, needing the liquidity in the coins as far as how many coins to do something. All right, let's see if I can pull up scene. I wonder. Yeah, but they won't forget to pay themselves first a very big portion of it. Well, they just pulled out a bunch. That's where I was going to go with that there. Like they've pulled out a bunch of tokens from the Genesis wallet. Is that to get some cash out of the system before they go ahead and dump a whole bunch more? That's yeah. insider trading. They can't do that until the public knows. They yeah, can do it now, shouldn't. now that they issued that that article. So they can hurry up and get it quick. I forget if I, I don't know if I got a bag of sand or not. I know I got a bag of mana. I think I was waiting for the pullback. Oh, this is going to take forever to load. Let me bounce over there. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this might be good news for me. If I was going to buy a, a bit of a bag, wait for all those coins to dump on the market. Hmm. I don't know. It's a falling knife. Put it in your pocket. Save it for a sunny day. <laughs> for a <later> day. <laughs> Um, let's go yearly. Let's try and come on, Pooty. Come on, Pooty. Here we go. Yeah, well, that that's the that's the one year market. She's pretty well down, 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 down. So yeah, yeah, I can't imagine throwing a couple of hundred million more tokens on the coins on things going to do much for the price. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a spicy meatball. Oof. That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> yes, from a high of five dollars eighty now to a price of jumping around at the forty cent mark. All right, well, of course, not financial advice. Do your own research. I'm going to keep an eye on that one, and I might just throw in a few dollars for shits and giggles. All right, one more to go, and then it's breakfast time. Yeah, this came, this went long. This one. Yeah. Apologies, let me bring it up, see if it's going to load. Uh, it's not going to load out. All right, last one. Take it away. The legal concerns surrounding virtual reality and the metaverse. Yeah, is this going to be a sexy doodah thing? Hmm, Let's I don't find know. Out. Sexy doodah? <laughs> virtual well, typically, typically, whenever we cover any of these virtual realities, these stories that talk about um, legal, it's because of the whole miners engaging in it. And what happened to Joe Cheese? Could give Uplander the heads up on that one. That was a classic. Yeah. Oh, God, the whole, the Joe and uh, that was Second Life, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, he was, <laughs> I don't know. I don't like, like saying names out there, but he was talking to a particular someone who wanted to kind of like, have a chat with him in there and then she started kind of like dancing on a pole and then like started like virtually making out with him and he's like whoa i gotta go man you know how joe talks like hey man <laughs> he's just in there to have a good time and have a chat with some people and he's like whoa this is yeah poor yeah, joe so. and apparently you know kids have found themselves in that situation as well so Ooh. All right, virtual reality has transformed the way we perceive reality, blurring the lines between the physical and virtual worlds. However, this technology, technological advancement has also about brought about legal concerns, particularly 
regarding intellectual property rights. All right. Well, there we go. That's interesting. The emergence of Metaverse uh, 3D enabled, enabled, blah, 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 has led to a surge in IPR infringement cases worldwide. Ah, now this is an angle we've touched on a few times, but yeah, that's it's not sexy doodah. It's that's not your shit. Don't sell it, doodah. <laughs> The virtual world also allows individuals to interact and engage with each other. Remember that Pokemon project we covered? It was basically Pokemon, but it wasn't Pokemon, and the guy was getting his ass sued off him. Yeah. It was like a whole NFT thing. So, oh, maybe this might be it. Um, one notable case that highlights these concerns is Hermes versus Rothschild. The dispute involved luxury goods companies Hermes and Rothschild over the infringement of trademark rights. Uh, we did cover that back in the day. Remember, it was like bags or something, wasn't it? Yeah, he, he was selling like the it. NFT equivalent. Yeah, yeah, yes. Rothschild, this dude, he created NFTs called Meta Birkin in the metaverse. The court ruled in favor of Hermes, finding that Rothschild's creation of Meta Birkin constituted trademark infringement, dilution, and cyber squatting. I like that word. I do like yeah. that word. Cyber squatting. It's important to note that the legal implications of the metaverse are still unclear. Now, that is a very important point there. Um, because this is all emerging tech, um, some of the legalities of it are not set in stone. You do not want to put yourself in a position where you are one of the people that they use as a use case. You are the scapegoat that kind of sets the trends, So, which is apparently what happened to old mate Rothschild who created his NFT collection. So. I don't know. Is that is somebody who's heavily involved in layer two? And, you know, you said you're working with AI generation, but you're also working with Cheese as far as um, her own unique uh, artwork and that sort of thing. Is that something that's on your radar, Uplander? Is something that you're cognizant, cog- cognizant of? Yeah. So with AI, I think it all goes down to um, what the use is. Um, and it would be if you're purchasing it from what's the big starts with an S there's a grass stock image, stuff like that. Yeah. If you're purchasing uh, the license rights the use of doing that, but especially for, uh, you know, with like with Angela's art uh, at this time, as she's the only one that's created original art, but it's all her rights, right? It's all Angela's rights. It's her art. Um, and I guess if you get into the technical part of it for use rights in the game, um, we're definitely not selling or reselling her art. So um, that is not something we're doing. But in the future, there may be cooperative parts of where we have an NFT offering, but that's way on down the line and that would need to be discussed. We are very aware of artist uh, creation and, and their art and their rights. We would never want to burn somebody for that. So yeah, I, I think we're aware of it to to put it to your ask your to answer your questions. We're very aware of it and very sensitive to the fact that artists bust their ass to create uh what they create and they should get it. They should get it on the secondary, they should continue to get in perpetuity, you know, if it's gonna be used in these digital marketplaces. I know Upland has touched on that. And uh yeah, it's to tell the story, not to uh to be sold or resold. Cheese, did you want to chime in on that one? As somebody that's heavily involved in the artist side of things and, you know, you've got uh, merch and this, that, and the other thing? Um, I think Ablando said it perfectly, and I just want to also reiterate that he 
whenever he uses any of my art to advertise or do anything, he always asks me, yep. which is, which is really great. Just, um, and I even wrote it out that, you know, I said, if you ever wanted to use my art to promote Uplandia, I am more than okay with that. I put it in writing for him. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. That, and that, that's something you've done going back to the days when you created um, NFTs for every episode that we did. Obviously, we've kind of moved on from that now, but um, you would go out of your way to speak to the people who we interviewed and say, hey, look, is it okay if I reproduce, you know, your logo or whatever it is in my form? And then because that's going to be then put up on wax and sold and this, that, and the other thing, some people are to totally okay with it. Some people have said, no, I want to maintain that myself so yeah it's it, just like anything it comes down to communication um if you're using any of these kind of systems but like that that hermes rothschild that was just a clear case of you know uh that was just clearly nef nefarious nefarious however you want to say it. um there was clear financial motivations involved what what i can see happening in the upland community especially think with things like uh the metaventures artwork um people could kind of do it innocently enough you know that it's just something that's not on their radar like whether you're using the um the ai generated images like the legal loopholes like i said they're a, a year to be set in stone so yeah just always take things with a um you know not a grain of salt but you, you just got to be aware of it like the samurai aquatics logo is a classic example like on on to your right Cheese is right. If you're on the Spotify and you don't know, the Samurai Aquatics logo is made up of three essential parts, basically, is the waves of Kanagawa, I believe. Um, we had a few people reach out and say, hey, you can't use that. That's um, that's a famous artwork from blah, blah, blah. And we're like, yeah, we know, but it's public domain. That was like yeah. ages ago. So that's mm. clear. There is the red samurai in the middle. That's a stock image that I paid a license for when, when T. Davis, when he first... Um, well, the original one might have been through T. Davis because he had an Adobe Pro subscription or something. So he he originally put that first logo together. And then I sub subsequently purchased that as well just so I had that all covered. Um, and then there's the font. I purchased the font for the license for the font that we use, you know, so. You know, yeah, you know, it all goes into it. It all goes into it. And one thing to do, put a little cap on what uh, Angel was saying we never want to utilize somebody's original artwork or even their uh, AI artwork to promote anything outside of what we're doing. If somebody were to grab that and do that without our consent and do that, you know, then we, we kind of get together on that and make try a determination yeah. of what to do. But it's both ways. Yeah. Yeah. We always want to look the goal and I love artists. And so what we want to do is represent them in the way that they intend it to be represented yep. we don't ever want to do something that would go against it we don't ever take liberties with that and yes we do ask uh there are different times when we've been asked to have images for promotional uh and those are content creators in upland that want to spotlight on certain things so we either know that we can already do that and we work within the guidelines with them or we default back to the original artist and say hey angela somebody wants to use this for the thing uh they'll probably be contacting you so we're very aware let's put it that way Nice. All right. Maybe a last question for you is, I know I did see you rocking a very cool looking Uplandia themed shirt at Genesis Week. Is that something that's going to be put up as merch available for purchase? Or? Interesting. Yeah. So the Uplandia, uh, the 
what otherwise would be the kind of the helmet or the uh, mask that's in there. Yeah, you know, we have never even thought about it. haven't even got there yet. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I we did that obviously for promotional play to taking a page from Angel's book with, with with all the things that she had at you guys' table, which is so much fun uh, to do the marketing with. We may offer something like that, maybe more for prizes or something. But mm. really, our approach to that since you asked Ben, is we want players to have digital assets and we want them to be usable. That could be going back to where you said, hey, would you buy this to get, you know, some kind of wearable? Maybe you earn something, you get a t-shirt with it or a koozie or something that would be of that nature. But really we want to promote and push digital assets in there. So. Nice. All right. What do you, what do you got on your radar there, Chase? Are you good? I'm, I'm making the intro. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I think we're at that point. Um, thanks again, Uplando, for jumping in. Uh, there was a lot of information there to unpack as far as Uplandy goes. As I said, that's definitely something that I'm going to be diving into this weekend as both, you know, a, the gameplay aspect and playing around with the content creation. So very much looking forward to that. Um, Cheese, any last words for the Lando? Uh, no, just thank you again for the opportunity to, you know, show off basically my node, my artwork, and uh, just acknowledge me. That's really awesome. Thank you for that. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been fun. I always love to come on and, and uh, go over everything and look at what the forward progress of this game is and the players that I've spent so much time with. So it's been a real honor to be on. Thank you guys both. And I can't wait. Get over top landia, swing your sword, get a block explorer, do this thing. Let's go. Come on. Yes. And good luck everybody in Tokyo. Don't blow your entire wad. Yeah. Go in with a plan. See you in Japan. Or do. Blow your entire wad and FOMO in and buy more and then help keep the lights on the on the in on in the upland office. I don't know. <laughs> do whatever you want. Not financial advice. Do your own research. Get me out of here, cheese, before I get myself in trouble. Getting us out of here. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Go ahead, get your picky up. Talk about cheese, motherfucker. Go ahead, get your picky up. Go ahead, get your picky up. Go ahead, get your picky up. Talk about cheese, motherfucker. Go ahead, get your picky up. Go ahead, get your picky up. for some of that quality outdoor decor. But you got no freaking idea where to go? Oh, come on over to Samurai Aquatics and Decor for all your outdoor decor needs. 
conduct yourself for an empty plot of boring virtual real estate in the metaverse, do you? Yeah, just delete that. I'm still not ready. Sorry. Conduct yourself an empty plot of boring virtual real estate in the metaverse, do you? Well, maybe some kind of crappy ramshackle building that, I don't know, needs a bit of extra spunk to it or something. And stop mucking about and get yourself over to Samurai Aquatics Discord to see all our available stock. We've got loads of different decor to spend your pretend money on. We've got saunas to fire you up and ice baths to chew you the fudge out. Literally stock coming out of our ears. Grills, swings, seating and more. So much more. And if we don't got it, give us a buzz and we can probably make it. Get yourself on over to Samurai Aquatics at 30 Aqua Vista Way in Midtown Terrace, San Francisco, Liggety Split, and gorge yourself on outdoor decor.